0: Hello, hello. Welcome to a semi-depressing Wednesday, for me at least. (laughs) It's a foggy day outside. had to walk through the rain, but it's okay. It kind of is a precursor to what is about to happen tonight for me, but that'll be okay. I am Mir Gori. Welcome to Pick and Pod. I am joined by Christian Nokai and Pete Hudek. We're going to just go straight into this, and we're going to leave the worst topic for last. Everyone knows what (laughs) I'm I'm alluding to. Yes, the Oklahoma City Thunder. Let's start out with, though, first the Raptors. And the wizards, wizards, DC Rising. So, look, I'll, I'll, my only statement on this is John Wall's the better player. The Raptors are maybe the better team. They're not; they're a classic regular season team, much like the Rockets, yeah. as we'll get into later. Um, yeah, that's all I'm going to say. I mean, I I think that the Wizards can win this series. I just don't. I've never believed in Kyle Lowry. The guy yeah. had like this big development in the middle of his career Mm -hmm. and I don't know if it's because the NBA changed right in 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 the beginning of his prime or what but Kyle Lowry remember was was just kind of like a journeyman and playing on the Rockets you know kind of nowhere's land and then suddenly became a a, like a super max player and um you know in the postseason we always see comes up short and I think that's why it's because he's not like a superstar player and DeRozan again is although improved still not that great so I I I feel like it's it's we can comfortably say maybe the Wizards are going to win this series, but but we'll see. I'm going to go to Nokai on this. What do you think?
1: I think, you know, so when the Raptors won the first two games, everybody was like, oh, they're going to sweep. I was like, we got to see how Washington defends home court. And they defended home court, which they should have done. I mean,
0: they wrecked the Raptors. Yes. Especially yes. in game four.
1: So I think, honestly, if the Wizards can win game five, they're going to win game six because I I do not trust Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan to go into Washington and put up big numbers because that's what they're going to have to do. And as for the Wizards, you know, like John Wall, like you said, is the best player in the series. And I just think if they actually played as a team, they would be even better. But
2: yeah, they just got to stop hating John Wall. Pete? Exactly. Um, I was wrong about the series. I thought the Raptors were going to roll the Wizards. I picked them to sleep.
0: why do you pick oh, the the wrong uh, thing on the wrong series? or oh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, I, because the, the wi- been Wait, time out. The guy's have been flawless all season, regular season, uh, postseason. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> but, like, fell for the Raptors. <laughs> Like, that's, come on, that's like an obvious one. The
2: Wizards were coming in with poor chemistry. I don't think I was wrong that the Raptors were a good team. I think I was underestimating how good the Wizards Mm -hmm. were. When they finally put it all together in Washington, they were really good. But I still think there's those like undermining, like bad chemistry. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If they got like, if their game booted, you know, Canada with Toronto, like, which is a really good home court. I think that's yeah. a really strong home court advantage. I think it could come out. I'm not confident in either of these teams right now.
0: Exactly. And I, I just want to preface that, and I think all three of us can agree. If the Wizards stop hating John Wall, which they did for 3-4, and four, then they mm-hmm. win the series. Mm-hmm. If they do that, then they lose. If the Raptors, I don't know, develop some gumption... And just take advantage of home court, mm-hmm. then they can win. So it's kind of like a pick 'em series. Whereas we thought it was going to be a blowout. I-, I even thought maybe the Wizards could win a game, and that's like really stretching it. Anyway, going to the next round, we we've got to talk about one of the most exciting series, and I think the most exciting series in the East in the first round at least, which is uh, the the Celtics and the Bucks. And uh, you know, Pete, I'm gonna start with you on this one since you got your coach's corner. What do you think of the Bucks coaching? Because, yes, they won game three and four, and, and that was all good. And, and, and surprisingly, Milwaukee has a, a pretty good, um, you know, fan base when they're finally winning. So I guess, you know, uh, all those Northerners showed up in the right time. But— um, the coaching was a big flaw, I felt, in, in the Game uh, 5. And w- what were your reactions on that, since you're such an expert on the coaches, it seems like, in the NBA?
2: I think uh, Joe Prunty, that's the Bucks coach name, if anyone I didn't even know yeah. his name. No. He's such a bum.
0: <laughs> I don't think anyone Irrelevant. knows his name. Um, Except for you, because you're the expert. Uh, yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> I think there's stretches where he runs a really good, strong lineup with, like, Giannis at the 5, basically. And Makers are there, too. Yeah, right? sort of like a kind of... Uh, Warriors' death lineup, but like okay. a lot worse. Mm-hmm. Old school Warriors. But I lineup. think his problem is he doesn't run it at the right times. He doesn't know when to run it. Like the Warriors are known for blowing people out in the third quarter. The Rockets did it. He's got to learn when to implement that lineup to just bury the Celtics. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's gonna get it done. You know, I. Not a huge Joe Prunty fan. I don't even know much about him. Is anyone? (laughs)
0: Yeah. You know more than everyone else, even (laughs) probably his family. So, (laughs) yeah, there you go. Nokai,
1: what do you think of the series? You know, I think going into it, with Kyrie out, everybody was like, this is a clean sweep for Milwaukee. Or like really? Oh, okay. Like at least five or games.
0: I just felt like the Bucks weren't playing like a team. Yes. So I thought maybe it could have been a little closer. Mil- but this is
1: too close. Yeah, but Milwaukee is the most frustrating team to watch because they yeah. have their spurts where they are just dominant. Like game three, they just destroyed Boston. There was no hope. And then they had their games like Game Four, where they're up by twenty. It was Close, yeah, yeah. it was close. They're up by twenty, and Jalen Brown—they just let Jalen Brown go off like crazy.
0: I mean, they won Game Four, but it was a, it was a very close. But they win. Sh-
1: they should have just sw- they should have kept they should have yeah. won by twenty though. They should true. Have, it should not have been a four point game. My thing is like, we got to give Boston some credit, man. I mean, with their best player out, they're still hustling, they're still defending, they're still playing their hard side. It's
0: unbelievable. See, I have to only say this on the Celtics. I think the best player that they have had in the last two three years. Uh, is not actually Isaiah Thomas. It was not Kyrie. It wasn't Gordon Hayward. It's Horford. I I feel yes. like Horford was born yes. to play for Brad Stevens. Like mm-hmm. he's a perfect he just, fit. Yeah. Like and again, I'm not saying he's the best talent, and I know he's over like past his prime. But I mean, mm-hmm. this is an All Star player in in uh, at his peak, and and still is a fringe All Star player. He, he, he maybe even more so because he fits the 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 traditional big man of today. You know, because he he's like a stretch five, a stretch four, whichever way you want to put it. Um, But he really knows how to get everybody together. He's, I think, the most critical player. Everybody's talking about Jalen Brown and and Jason Tatum, but I I feel like if Horford were out, I don't think the Celtics would have even made the playoffs. Like yes. they would have completely oh, yeah. imploded. Again, not to take away from Brad Stevens, all the players, but I feel like Horford is the most critical piece of of, of the series. Um, so yeah, I mean that I think that's that's enough to cover really on the, on the Celtics and Bucks. Celtics won game uh, five. I think the Bucks could win game six, but but they won't win the series because of the home court. Um. anyway, going to the next round, this is a, obviously kind of g- going to be a quick one. 76ers, he, Um. you know, 76ers did a good job. The whole Meek Mill thing. Okay, that was entertaining. That was, yeah. I <laughs> mean, good for him being out of jail. And apparently his, his incarceration was very questionable. I don't yeah. know the details about it, but apparently uh, it's kind of like almost well nationally well known that it was kind of sketchy how he got into jail which is sad you know some fortune i hope the you know the the uh pennsylvania legal system can kind of like rectify that even yeah. though you can't like give back time but whatever um i i my biggest takeaway with the semi sixers was i picked them to be 5th in the east at the start of the season they ended up being 3rd good for them um but i i want to wait and see i i know that when people over-hype a team they underperform when they underhype a team then they overperform so i i wish people would tone it down a little bit on the 76ers the Celtics know how to play as a team better than the 76ers do they're still young they're still developing but talent wise you know Nokai was saying in the, in the pre-production part of the the show that you know he feels like the 76ers have a great roster so what do you think of that they definitely do like see they all
1: they all fit each other well. Like, you have Embiid, and if you go double Embiid, you have guys like Bellinelli and JJ who could just shoot the three. And, and then, Saric
0: has been amazing. Yeah,
1: Saric, not... Ilyasova, I thought Ilyasova was an okay player. He's been playing unbelievably.
0: Yeah, he's been playing like a solid starter even though he's not starting. Yeah. Really remarkable. Uh, the thing with Philly is, like, I apologize
1: because you were right. They're a much better team. I had them as, like, an eight seed this year, and I thought they were going to lose to Miami because I just thought they were one year behind. Where they should be.
0: But I mean, I could I can totally see that as well. It's yeah. not like you're far off. But Ben Simmons has been
1: just unbelievable. He was reminding me, I don't know, I don't know how Mandy would feel about this, but he's reminding me of LeBron.
0: Like, he's kind of got that impact. I in, still don't to me. understand the LeBron comparisons because I just feel like he's more of a Jason kid. Like really? I, yeah, I don't think he's 6'10. He doesn't look 6'10. He mm-hmm. definitely doesn't look as tall as LeBron. LeBron's mm-hmm. 6'8. Mm-hmm. And then furthermore, I think he's more of a point guard than a forward yeah. playing a point guard. Yeah. I, again, it's I think he's like a super Jason Kidd, mm-hmm. but I I don't know if he's really LeBron. I just I think maybe has an overall game that's similar to LeBron, mm-hmm. but so did Jason Kidd. You know so Pete, what do you think of the series and just the fact that the 76ers advanced so easily?
2: Uh, yeah two really good coaches Brett Brown and um Spolstra. Eric Spolstra. and I think Brett Brown's actually slept on as a coach. I think he's pretty good they uh they changed how they defended Simmons in game two and it really affected him in game two, but in game three they knew exactly how to handle it and they took care of business so when it comes yeah when it comes to if they play the Celtics, you know people are gonna be giving the Celtics the coaching advantage by far, but i don't think it's as you know as steep as a uh difference as people make it out to be. So I'm I'm looking for the Sixers to win. I think they'll be able to make in it. in the out. next round against yeah. the Celtics. Yeah. What if the Bucks advance? Um that's interesting. I'd really like to see Cuz they their ben length actually Giannis. is better than the yes. 76ers. Yeah. Yes. They just don't have as much depth I don't know as the 76ers. If Embiid's playing though, I don't know who's guarding him on that team. I would put Giannis. Hens. Or you could put Henson? You could put Henson. You I could alternate. I think they're just too thin. Yeah. I think, you know, uh, and Embiid could just back them down and take them, you know.
0: I just think long. that Giannis is like um, he has a a, a, a better uh, a vertical leap, you know, than Embiid because he's so you know brittle mm-hmm. down low, you know, on his feet. So I feel like Giannis can 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 match up well. Yeah, if you put Giannis on, yeah. on
2: Embiid, who do you put on Simmons?
0: Oh, I would actually put. Um, put Brogdon. Uh, 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 no, not not Brogdon. I'm I'm blanking on the name. The Middleton. small forward Middleton. Yes, oh, okay. I, I, Middleton is a, yeah, a good defender. He's he's kind of like your old school three uh, and yeah. D.
1: The Bucks have such a good roster, but they just Again, play yeah, so yeah. bad. Like I'm thinking about this now. I'm like, whoa, that would be a great series.
0: Yeah, like if I'm the Seventy Sixers, I want the better team, quote unquote, the Celtics to advance, than I would the worst team, quote unquote, the Bucks, because. I think, you know, the, something that no one really talks about is matchups. You know, matchups mm-hmm. are a big thing in the NBA. And we'll, we'll touch up on that later, actually. In the West, it's a, it's a very uh, highlighted thing. Uh, anyway, going to the next round, which is the Pacers and the uh, the Cavs. Uh, what do you guys think of that one, okay. Uh,
1: Well, Mir, I know you're not a fan of Oladipo, and he showed in Game 5. That, it's
0: not that I'm not a fan. I think he's a little overrated. That's
1: all. It, I, well, you know, when they were up by 5, and and Victor Oladipo started going hero ball for the game, I knew they were going to lose that game. I was like, yeah, they have no chance. And lo and behold, LeBron started passing to Korver. He made all of his threes. Jeff Green stepped up. I think the Pacers blew their chance of winning the series okay. by losing game five because now they have to go to Cleveland and then go back to Indiana where the Cavs now just proved that they could win there. This series is over, in my opinion.
2: Pete? Um. Yeah, I think the Cavs should definitely win if LeBron wants to win. But I have a little bit of a conspiracy Let's theory. Let's hear this. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious. <laughs> it's interesting. <laughs> LeBron, I think he's looking for a way out. And if he loses, is him, he really? I think he is. I think that Cavs roster is bad. I'm not.
0: I'm not saying that with attitude. I'm saying like it just feels like LeBron is a little like. You know, I've kind of done my thing. And I, I feel I think like you should retire. That's just me. I mean, I you don't know if retire. it's retiring, but it's, it's like I feel like LeBron is tired of jumping around. I mean, it's a, it's a big thing to move your family, not once and twice, but like three times. Is
2: it a, is it a big thing when you can like afford twenty? No, it's not deaths? the
0: affording thing. It's the, it's, it's the emotional aspect. Like I, I just think that like he's at a certain age now, and his kids are also getting to that certain age. And, and his daughter's also growing up, that it's like, you know, do you get emotionally tired of moving around? I mean, you're already traveling a lot, but then you make your family also move. Mm-hmm. And you would have to imagine that they're going to go back and forth from Cleveland to wherever they go. But anyway, keep going. That's just the thought.
2: I just don't think they want to play the Sixers because if LeBron loses or beats the Sixers, then he can't go to that team. And I uh... think that's the team he really wants to go to. Um so he could definitely win this round and then lose All to right, the, let me ask you this. Or the Wizards. Let me
0: ask you guys this. No kai. Mm-hmm. If LeBron goes to the the 76ers, does that cripple his legacy? Even uh, if they lose to the Pacers.
1: Um no because I think when LeBron went to Miami, the problem was he didn't bring the championship to Cleveland. He's brought the championship to Cleveland that he promised. Okay,
0: let me put it this way. Legacy of like he's LeBron like better than Michael Jordan or on the level of Michael
1: Jordan? Well, I personally don't think he is. I think he's the second greatest player of all right, time. Right, so but won't I'm matter saying,
0: like, let's say he continued on a tear, right? But but mm-hmm. goes to 76ers. Does that decision look uh, bad for his legacy? I don't know because he's really?
1: already he's already I think he's
0: already left. So it's just like eh, you know. Okay, so he's like reached the status that's untouchable. But yeah. in your eyes, he's got to do something like really extraordinary to get to the Michael Jordan level. Honestly, I don't think he can because of okay. the Miami thing. And I, also same, the, I'm not. And also, like
1: the the playoff series early in his career, like remember when they lost to the yeah, Mavericks, yeah, and then they lost to the Mavericks, and then the Boston series before that, and then the Miami thing, yeah. So I just personally
0: don't think that so he's better than him. In this conspiracy of the Sixers, which I, I I understand, that's fine. I mean, I thought of that in August as well, but I didn't think he was going to quit or whatever. Do you think that that's a series that? Uh, do you think him going to the Sixers is kind of
2: damaging for his legacy is the greatest of all time? Um, I don't think Ling- rings, sorry, hurt anyone's legacy. So if he really, wins- so like Kevin Durant going to
0: the Warriors doesn't hurt his legacy.
2: All right, that, that hey! one- <laughs> <laughs> a little so, bit. That's a very specific case. Sorry, that's why he shouldn't play the Sixers. That's why uh, he should okay. try and avoid. And uh, yeah, this makes sense. The more I think about it, the more mm-hmm. I go. Hmm. And I don't think you are going to be able to look at the tape and be like, "That's LeBron quitting," but. There's this story that came out. Yeah, I think
0: that's... He in, did that with the Celtics in, like, oh9 I yeah. don't think he'll ever do that again. That was in pretty, 2014,
2: like... 2014, the year before he came back to Cleveland in Miami, there was some reports saying that teammates kind of thought that he wasn't giving it his best. I think I Even think though that he was, was putting up like, the numbers, yeah. they didn't think he really, like, cared about, his you know,
1: His heart wasn't in Miami. That's why. On.
2: So, in other words,
0: does this hurt the legacy or not if he goes to the Sixers? No. No, I don't okay. think so. Okay, all right. So, let's go now to the West, Let's talk about the Rockets and Timberwolves. Look, I said this at the beginning. I said, look, this team you got to watch out for, right? The Timberwolves for the Rockets, they got to watch out for them, right? Because they're loaded athletically and they have the length to play the defense on them. And my concern has been also that Mike D'Antonio just seems so nonchalant. And it's really like a bad look for the Rockets. That's why I think without a doubt, no matter if they play the Jazz or a Miracle the Thunder, they will not win the second round. Because the Mm -hmm. Rockets as a team are playing like crap, to be honest with you guys. Mm -hmm. It's just James Harden has been fantastic. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the Timberwolves are playing a bad offense. But you guys can take that that over. I just gotta rag on, on the Rockets. I mean, the only guy in that in that on that team and that franchise right now, that's actually performing in this series is James Harden. Everyone else has looked very subpar compared to their normal standards. They're not playing like bad compared to other players or other teams. It's just that compared to their standards, they're playing really, really badly. I mean, they got lucky in that third quarter. If that third quarter didn't happen, they would have lost that game. No Kai, what do you think of this series?
1: Yeah, I agree with everything you said, man. It's just about. I think it's more about how bad the T Wolves offense has been. I just. You know, like the first two games when Cat got nine shots, I was like, okay, what the heck, T- Tom Tobito? Like, what are you doing? But
0: now he hasn't... He's still, Who's like... been the most disappointing player for you on for the... the Timberwolves or the Rockets? <sighs>
1: Cat, honestly. Really? Yeah. Even yeah, more than he... Chris Paul? Yeah, I-, I mean, the thing about CP3 is, like, he's not really the alpha dog anymore, so it's like he's more of a number two option. So you, f- it's more okay? Yeah, but, okay. but, but, but if the Rockets do want to get... F- Past the second round, they need CP3 or the to be, Warriors. even. Yeah, yeah, they need CP3 to be CP3, not CP0. As I would even say, CP3
0: them. like Hornets CP3. Yes, that was yes. to me that was peak. And I, I realized he had that patella injury that did slow him down. Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of factors to that. But still, I felt like the best CP3 was the Hornets CP3. Uh, Pete, what do you think of this series? Like maybe from the coaching side. I don't know. What I have a thoughts? couple
2: things to say about this series. Um, I picked the. Uh, Rockets to win by by sweep because I thought that when the game gets close, that Tom Thibodeau's offensive game plan is so bad that they won't be able to score any points when the game's mm-hmm. really close. So that's why I picked the Rockets, and also I think they look worse because their defense has taken a step back since Luke Richard Mabute got injured. He was a real yeah. big part of that defensive scheme. Oh, oh for the Rockets, yeah, okay. yeah. And I had a little bit of a realization when you said that Mike D'Antoni was acting so nonchalant. I think he's doing that kind of strategically because in the past, James Harden has been so bad in the playoffs Mm -hmm. that maybe he's trying to take the pressure off, just have James Harden treat it like, you know, any other game.
0: But my counter to that is, okay, James Harden plays better, but that also means that the team plays worse. So for this round it works that James Harden carries them, but do you think it works in the second round? I mean – Because I think it's too late now to even consider in any scenario that the Timberwolves win this series. They had to have won their game four to make Mm -hmm. it even a chance.
2: I'd rather have James Harden at the peak of his powers than. But any does of he those. get?
0: Do they get out of the second round with James Harden being at his peak?
2: They play the Jazz probably. Yeah, so. they're gonna definitely play the Jazz.
0: Um,
1: who's gonna guard James? Though that's my thing.
2: Yeah, I like I like the Rockets.
0: Okay. All right. I'm I I'm, I I totally respect that. I can see that side of it. All right. Let's go to the next one: Warriors and Spurs. What do you guys think? I was a little disappointed in in, in the fact that the, the Spurs didn't win that game. Mano Ginobili was the best player in, the, in, in that round. I mean, mm-hmm. it was just really remarkable. The Warriors don't look that good. Kevin Durant looks like he's not really trying. Then there's the report about uh, him liking that Russell Westbrook bashing post. All I got to say is as a big, you know, not even Kevin durant hater. I'm just dumb with him. And I grew up watching him. I remember when he was in the Under Armour games in Dallas. Mm-hmm. And I, I watched those games in those gymnasiums when he was still 17 or 16. So he was like a big, you know, I was, I was a big fan of his, even though he's not necessarily my hero. But seeing this is just really disappointing. And I also see that since he's been on the Warriors, it's like he tries even less. Except for in the finals last year. But it's like obviously you're going to try because it's the finals. It's LeBron. You're on the Warriors. Mm-hmm. You know, you kind of mm-hmm. have to. But I don't know. I'm not trying to bash Kevin Durant. I'm just saying, like, OKC fans, OKC Nation, even me, are just, like, we're not even thinking about Kevin Durant anymore. We're not even going, oh, we wish we still had him. And he's kind of universally known as the top three player in the NBA. And he's still going on and on about this. I mean, look, kid, like, this is what I got to say is, you know, you screwed up. Like, Mm -hmm. you didn't have to. It's fine if you left OKC, but to go to the Warriors was just kind of. It was dumb. I mean, imagine if he went to the Wizards, that would have been all right, you know. Or or, or gone to the yeah. Celtics, that would have been all right, you know. I mean, but but this is just it's just kind of messed up, and he's really wrecking his legacy and his reputation. I mean, no one takes Kevin Durant seriously anymore. It's kind of sad. So that was my biggest takeaway from the series. Really, Kevin Durant's petty, man.
1: Like, what? oh my god, he 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 like he whines and cries still about OKC. Really, get over it, man.
0: And more specifically, Russell Westbrook. Yeah. Oh my god! Like we should, like the Thunder Nation should be more not over it,
2: right?
1: Yes, yes. But for some, for I don't know why Kevin Durant is so still upset. If you're so upset, why did you leave? Yeah, you should have stayed. But you thought, you or why win go to the Warriors? You know, you know. My takeaway from the series is that, like, like I said before, they they need Steph. Like, they might get to the conference finals without Steph, but you can see that roster doesn't play well without Steph. And,
0: and to that point. They need like even if you Kevin Durant wants to say this and the Warriors kind of allude to this that there's no leader on the team. Steph and, is the leader. Even on any team, you need a leader. Yes. And, and Steph is the leader. And you know, I Absolutely. I totally believe that. I mean, he's the biggest. Like, uh, uh, he's he's really blossomed in this system more than any player. Mm-hmm. So he's naturally the leader. Pete, what do you think of the series? And I don't know, Kevin Durant, Steph.
2: Yeah, I think I mean I think Draymond's the emotional leader, but I oh, think right. I think Steph Steph is more like the game the captain. System, yeah. Like when it comes to the system, yes, I think he's really important. Yeah, I I'm picking the Warriors over the Pelicans, but you know, wow. I think it's gonna be a really tough series. I think the way you look at it is Chris Bosch said this about when they played the Thunder in the um in that finals. When the you know Heat what, played the Thunder. The, when the Heat played the okay, Thunder, yeah. yeah. Imagine um, he if Chris Bosh were on the Warriors. Yeah,
0: <laughs> Javale McGee would would be homeless.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, uh, "Or no,
0: sorry, living with his mom." That's that's not <laughs> <that's still> real.
2: <laughs> we're gonna get. We're gonna let. He said this about the Thunder. He said we're gonna get uh let Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant just go out and get like fifty apiece. Right. We're just gonna we're gonna concentrate on slowing down James Harden and the rest of the guys. They're not gonna get anything. We're just gonna make Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook beat us. I think they should do that with Anthony Davis. Just let him go out there, get seventy points, make one of those other guys beat you, lock down Drew Holiday, put Clay Thompson on him.
0: That's not really hard to lock down Drew Holiday. It's more like trying to knock it locked down by Drew Holiday. That's the biggest challenge.
2: He had some pretty explosive offensive games. I just think. Yeah, I
0: mean, his last game was probably it was the most points he scored since he was on Philly, and that was before he had like an iron like shin. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like that's really alarming. I mean, personally, I was like Drew Holiday scoring forty. He's He never had the offensive game to beat that player, even when healthy.
1: Yeah, but him and Rondo have been playing really well, so I want to see that backcourt matchup. Who's going to guard Kevin Durant, though, if you're the Pelicans? Anthony Davis. You think so? Yeah, Uh, or Yeah, Or maybe Solomon Hill?
0: Okay, I mean, you know, they have have options. They have options. I don't think they have Um, options. You don't think so? To guard Kevin Durant? No, I don't. Like, even just guarding him? Or you, you can mean put, to stop I mean, you him? Can put, yeah, I, I don't think no one's no one's going no to stop, stop Kevin Durant. Yeah. yeah, like no one. Not even Giannis or or, or if Embiid like, yeah, didn't cool. have his injuries. Yeah, like, you do s- stop Kevin Durant, Giannis but you can slow LeBron, him
2: Lebron like, slow him down. Mm-hmm. And then, I like, think
0: Anthony Davis can
2: slow Kevin Durant. I don't down. think he can slow him down. All right,
0: all
1: right. Do you guys think Draymond's going to be able to guard AD?
0: No, Draymond... <laughs> Draymond's career in the last two years since Kevin Durant has arrived, honestly, like if you look at his efficiency, has gone down, his shooting has gone down from three. It's it's kind of alarming to see that. I don't know if he's peaked, I don't know what has happened. That's something we'll we'll analyze more next week, though. Going to the 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 next round, the last round that we got to talk about, um, because I think we touched up on the Pelicans and Blazers. Mm-hmm, All I'll mm-hmm. say on the Blazers is, you know, it's 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 sad. I think the Blazers just aren't good enough. And Dame is six one. And you know Drew six four, so that was an offensive and defensive mismatch right there. And you know I hope they don't blow it up. I hope Terry Stotts doesn't get fired. But I, I'm going to cover that this this segment basically just say you know. Sorry, Blazers, you're just not good enough. They've been unlucky. It mm-hmm. it reminds me of the Blazers of the 90s with Clyde. They were a good team. But again, they had to face the Magic, they had to face the Rockets, and then they had to face Michael Jordan. It just wasn't going to work. Their best was getting to the finals. I don't think even the Blazers can make it to the finals because the West is even more loaded. So going to the last round, and this is the one that's the most painful. I'm going to let you guys start on this one. Rockets and Jazz, or sorry, Thunder and Jazz. Pete, you were the only one that predicted the the uh, Jazz to win, and I think you've been absolutely correct. Um, and I, I'm I'm c- I'm congratulating that uh, that for you. Um, I even thought, oh my God, if Pete is predicting that th- the Thunder win, I knew in the back of my mind this is a little concerning. Mm-hmm. Um, so Pete, the Oracle, what do you what do you think of the series? What did you think of? Uh, yeah, just in general, what are your thoughts?
2: Yeah, I thought playoff P was a bit of a mirage. Yeah, his um, first game was great. That was his it. first game was good, but that was sort of you know he didn't perform like that for the rest of the series. All right, uh, Carmelo, you know he's washed. There's nothing left. It's sad to say. Sad it's to sad. Say. Yeah, it's it's sad. Say I mean, I, I loved know. Carmelo. I mean, yeah. he's huge my Knicks hero. Fan. It was so much fun to watch him just put up buckets, but he just can't do it anymore at that rate. And um, I think he's lost his legs, and so he doesn't get that arc like, on his
0: shot. You and then he also had a lot of shoulder problems. Remember, in the latter parts of every single Knicks season, yeah, it's so always a t- torn rotator cuff or a bruised thing or a torn labrum, whatever. It was always a shoulder problem.
2: If you watch that last Knicks season, he had you could tell he didn't have his legs under. Yes, him. and imagine shift. now. So yeah, so yeah. it's even worse. Yeah, and um, yeah, Westbrook. You know, he just can't do it by himself.
0: Yeah, That's he's he. I th- to be honest with you, I th- I feel like last year he was he was better. You know, and they won the same exact amount of games, but that was one year where he took three years off of his prime or two years off mm-hmm. of his prime. I, this year, he's the he's the peak Russell Westbrook. I think in the regular season, mm-hmm. he was absolutely phenomenal. It was just the team around him. Like Paul George had terrible shooting droughts. Carmelo didn't have terrible shooting droughts. But you know, you guys don't watch the Thunder enough. But I really think that like Russ has lost a, ha- a quarter of a step. From last year and I think next year people like the experts that watch the games more will notice it. But in two years people will really see that Russell Westbrook has lost his athleticism and that's his game. But anyway, uh Nokai, go on and before I, I go on my little trip Uh you know, all I have to say is just
1: let me look at it from Utah's standpoint. Like, you know, they, they were hoping in the offseason there, we could get Gordon Haywood back. They got Donovan Mitchell. They got Rubio. A lot of people were like, this team is not going to the playoffs once they lost Gordon. But,
0: yeah, I, w- I thought it was a total joke uh, that people uh, thought that would happen.
1: But but Donovan Mitchell is a stud, in my opinion. Yeah. He's been playing unbelievably. And Rubio has kind of outplayed Russ, so I've been yeah. impressed with he's that. Been a
0: better, he's been a better point guard.
1: Definitely. But, but, you know, for OKC, like you said, Mir, it's kind of sad to see Carmelo. He just... It's weird. He's only averaging, what, 15 points a game, and I've known oh, Melo to Oh, no,
0: be... I think it's 11 or 12. Melo's I
1: mean, been, been, like, a 30-point-per-game scorer easily in his career. It, it's crazy, but, but you know, the problem or with Or even Doki, just 20. Like, I, yeah, I would yeah. be so
0: much more happy with 20. Yeah,
1: but just the problem is that, like, they, I don't want to say they don't move the ball, but it's just, like, everybody tries to play hero ball, and you just can't do that. If you look at Utah, they they move the ball. Yeah. So that's That's just been the problem. It's, like the the hero ball mentality hasn't worked for OKC.
0: So, he, here here's what I'm going to say is as, as as somebody that 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 recognizes the Thunder are a new franchise and Russ is kind of the only one that's left of that remnants of James Harden and Kevin Durant. I think that era has been ending since Kevin Durant left, but I think now it's over. Um not because I think Russ should be traded. I think you can't in this scenario because the Thunder are a new team. Um, and a new franchise, and Russ, like all the situations with Kevin Durant, I think Russ will never be traded. Even if you could trade him, I don't think he'd want to be traded because there's something beyond basketball that 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 Russell Westbrook does for the Thunder and that the Thunder mean for the state of Oklahoma. And and I mean, I can I can say I would be. Absolutely devastated if Russell Westbrook got traded. It just—it's like Kobe leaving the Lakers. It mm-hmm. just doesn't make sense. It's beyond basketball. Um, and for and and to that point, I think it's really tragic to see what's going on. You know, a, a struggle that the Russell Westbrook has had, and all point guards have, is knowing when to shoot and when to pass. Um, and he he still struggles with that. I think in moments last year and this year, he he had that down. But suddenly in the playoffs, when the Jazz challenge him on that, he he doesn't know how to respond. And as a result, that's why I point to the fact that I haven't believed in the thunder because as ever since Andre Robertson was out, because the thunder don't know how to respond to adversity because they haven't been trying all season. Now they're trying. And for like, you see even for stretches that the thunder clearly the better team than the jazz, but then the jazz adjust and the thunder like literally don't know how to respond. I mean, they are these ridiculous turnovers. Um, and as a result, I I just I want Paul George to leave. Um, I hate saying this. I want Carmelo to leave. Um, it's just sad to see that Russell Westbrook's career in the end will never be what it could have been. And I'm not blaming Kevin Durant for it. I'm not blaming anybody for it. And I don't think it, Russ has gotten a fair shot either. And I hate saying this cliche, but it is what it is. And like I know that this is probably gonna be the last game in OKC, that OKC nation will feel like this is the thunder that we've had for the last 10 years. And I'm not sure if I want the thunder to win to then get smacked in Utah. I mean, it's really sad what's going on. And there's also the human aspect. Russ really cares, you know, and for him to be put in this embarrassing scenario and underperform, whether it's because he's not a good enough player or a good enough teammate or system, whatever. I think this whole project that's been going on, I think Sam Presti has to blow it up. I mean, I'm not saying that Steven Adams can be traded. Andre Robertson's career is kind of in trouble. Um, Russ is on the downside. So I think there just needs to be a complete rebuild. The guy that I would get is Fizdale, but he's not going to come to OKC. He would rather go to the Bucks, obviously. So it's just kind of a sad time being a Thunder fan. But all I can say is I know that Sam Presti can put a competitive roster or have a good plan going forward, whether it's like going to be the, a bit of a decline or, or not. So thanks for joining Pick and Pod, everybody. Sorry to end this on a sad note, but you know, sometimes basketball is not just about the game but also the people. Uh, for Christian Nokai, P. Hudak, I'm Gori, Thank you so much for joining.